2: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
1: I'm, I'm guessing my math is going to be incorrect. So if you're listening to this, oh.
0: using the bag milk intro on a day that bag milk's not even on the show. Episode three forty two of the Real Life Podcast. Tyler Chalmers, Wanye, no bagged milk, no Jay. Even though he said, "Give me a few minutes," and then we waited ten and just decided that ah, we're going to roll through this thing because why not?
2: We could talk about. We could talk about a lot of things, or I could tell you about my dream with Drake in it. You oh. tell me how you want to start this podcast.
0: I'm going to start by saying the podcast is brought to you by the HGA Group, as it always is, here to help your business thrive in 2022. With the HGA Group, there for you. And now I'm going to say I absolutely want to hear this. Drake dream?
2: I feel like HGA would want to hear about a Drake dream. I feel uh-huh. like this is sort of in their wheelhouse of like dream big, use HGA to advance your dreams. You know, my dreams involve Drake. Legit dream. Full disclosure, I was watching a YMCMB documentary right before I went to bed, which probably carried through. Nobody. But in my dream, I was hanging out with Drake and I had a very cogent conversation with him where I was like telling him why I love him so much. And I was like, Drake, I used to watch Degrassi. And it was for me, the new Degrassi, like my Degrassi was like the old Degrassi. And then you were new Degrassi. And I also love little Wayne. So when you signed a little Wayne, all my worlds were colliding. And he's like, Oh damn. Oh damn. And then I hit him with a line. It'd be like if Joey Jeremiah had ended up being the lead singer of Metallica. And then we were laughing and laughing.
1: And like Drake, <laughs> dream Drake loves to laugh. And then I woke up. That's a good line. The zit remedy. Remember the zit yeah, remedy? Yeah, man. You remember that shit? Oh yeah, Drake's
2: ascent is just Drake's- so insane. Like to see how a guy who literally couldn't have had less street cred if he had been born upside down. Like there was no way this guy had anything going for him as a brand, other than being the guy from Degrassi. Little Wayne was just like, "That's no problem. I got brand for days." And then away they went.
1: Yeah, you know, he no, has more number of. Huh, Charles. Oh, I was gonna say I've had a dream with with Drake in it a couple times. I have dreams to yeah. hang out with yeah. lots of superstars. Oh yeah, oh I know. Oh, you yeah, do. Then, your dreams are good. And I always like, remember them too. I like come out. I I like straight freestyle with them and become part of like their crew and shit. It's <laughs> fucking so weird. <laughs> my mind, your dreams I'm are like, like good man, show
2: storylines.
1: In my dream, I'm like I might be the best fucking rapper alive ever ever made. Straight up, wish I could remember those verses. <laughs>
2: I remember one time oh, when we were yeah. kids, we, we were hanging out after the bars, like hangover morning. You're like, oh, I'm exhausted. What do you mean you're exhausted? I came home with you. We've been all year. You're like, no, oh, I was dreaming about fighting uh, gunmen in my mom's kitchen in my sleep. And there was trees everywhere. And I was like thrashing around in my sleep. So now I'm tired. Like, Jesus, this guy's vivid.
1: Uh, uh, i I probably have a dream a week where I am fighting in like war style style fighting and there's the, it's, it's always different, weird, weird areas. Like it'll be a kitchen or like a mall or something like that. And there's, it's like a video game where there's bullets flying around everywhere and I can never find the right bullets that fit my gun. And so when I do finally get bullets to go in the gun and then I go to shoot the gun, the bullet just like falls out of the gun. It doesn't actually like shoot. So I have to get like right up close to them and put it right up to them and like shoot the gun. <laughs> and I'm oh I'm in like a war. I don't know. Cause I'm fascinated with war. And like the video games just creep in. It's a stressful, stressful dream. I'll tell you, but I have it a lot. How,
0: how often do you like vividly remember your dreams?
1: Um, if I have one, I vividly remember it and I probably have four a week.
0: Okay, I say so. four
1: out of seven. Yeah. Four, four or five. I mean, I, I, if I sit up in, in the morning, I can really like think about it and remember it. I'm trying to think of the one I've been, oh. God, I always have. I had the last one. I had last night had to do with like, um, um, like flying and stuff. So I think those are good ones,
2: Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Like
1: the ones where you're you're flying, like you're you're on like a. uh, I was on scaffolding. I'm on a scaffolding a lot, and it's like swang, and there's like no bars at the top, and it's just like swang. Or I'm on the top of a building, and it's got no no fence around it, and it's like what do you do, Dream What do you do? Oh, I just freak out and try to try to get down try to find a stairwell i don't really know <laughs> it's really those ones are weird i don't like those ones very much they stress me out i think that's my height i think that's my scared of height i was so funny heights? you bring this up because now i'm drawing a blank well yeah i'm scared of like that kind of height if i want to really walk walking ladder gap, I'm work up. all day long you're always on a ladder. i don't really get up on them that much man i'm not gonna lie i don't No, i mean no not really at all but i had i had a dream the other day and i woke up and i was like You're having this dream a lot lately. You need to look into what it means, straight up, because like, Mm -hmm. you know, ones about flying, they're good. I have the one I've said this on the podcast before, but like, where I'm either trying to play hockey and I'm trying to get to hockey, and I and I'm always short like a skate or a stick, and I can just never get on the ice. And then finally, by the time I get all my shit together, and it's like so such an important game, and there's like people in the crowd and like that I want to see, and I want to go out there and like perform for them but i can never get out there and finally when i do the game's over and i hate that one that one stressed me out but it's also with golf i'm always trying to hit like a t shot and i'm and there's always something in the way it's like these are all the same
2: dream like, traumas. it's the same root thing of like you're trying to do a but you can't do it because of b and because you don't have b you can't do a it's the same dream
1: pretty much Pretty much. And it's like, I don't know what that means. I guess I'm also the guy that like, can't get to paperwork until my desk is organized. So I like, spend all my time organizing my desk and then never really get to like, the root paperwork that I was trying to get to.
2: It's like general frustration dreams, right? I always have yeah. the dream where I have an exam in university, even though I have been in university a thousand years. And every single time in my dream, the process is the same. I'm like, oh, shit. You mean to tell me we have a test? Oh, I'm just going to cheat. And then it's like me wrestling with my conscience
1: about cheating. Oh yeah. I've had that. That's my recurring thing in life. What's yours, your M Chuck?
0: I like, I remember I had a few when I was a kid, like certain things I would dream about all the time when I was really little, like dogs driving cars. I Unbelievable. Used to dream, but like actually just a dog driving a car. I used to dream about that all the time when I was a little kid. But now How I they conduct their business though. Just hold hold on. I gotta ask a few questions about the dogs. Are they driving people cars or special dog cars? Just people cars. Like driving. Are a they high
2: high? Can they see over the wheel? Yes.
0: Yes. And they uh-huh. sit straight up with like paws yeah. on the wheel. That was the recruiting. Are recurring they good dream. with
2: the driving or are they all over the road?
0: I don't remember that much. I just remember I used to always have dreams about dogs driving cars like normal interesting, people. Interesting. Um, so that was the one I always had as a kid. Now I don't really have a lot of like recurring dreams too much now. Um, I don't remember mine too often. Like I would say maybe once a week, I like really remember what I dreamt about the night before. But other than that, I just kind of wake up and it's like, oh shit, I'm awake. Man. You should write them
2: down. That's what I do, right? That's where the Noodle King dream came from. Cause I wrote it down. I have a little pad of paper beside my bed. Those are the types of dreams I would never remember, like past my morning shower, but because I write them down when they're right there, it's actually pretty hilarious.
0: Maybe oh, I will. Yeah. The,
1: the, the, the thing about dreams too, is like when I, I was going through a, a time when like, they were really vivid, like vivid, vivid, vivid where even in the dream, like I knew I was dreaming and I was like somewhat understanding that I was in a dream. And, it, and so I, I like, I don't know how I got onto it, but I listened to this like dream podcast once where they told you they told that like people can actually become coherent in their dream and someone take control the dream, take control of it, man. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's like step one is step one is realizing you're in it and knowing when you're in it. And then if you can do that successfully, you can move on to like step two, which is like being able to interact and, and control the scenarios that go on in the dream. And and i swear though if you can like next level turn your again. dream
2: yeah if you can turn your dream into your own personal super mario brothers where you are doing whatever you want you're like next level jedi i don't think too many cats can do that shit no, you can't be
1: no. could you imagine though that would be unbelievable let get because like i uh, like the good dreams that i have are always where we're at a resort or like a ski trip or something and all of our friends are there and it's just like nice everywhere you turn it's a good time right those are the ones you wake up from and you're like, that was sweet. <laughs> like yeah. that was so much fun. Right? I love those. I I think then, but hey, there's other ones where you wake up like. Do you George ever have nightmares, Charles? I never have nightmares. No. Never ever. No, nah, not right. really, No, nah, never. You remember? You ever have nightmares?
0: No. And I'm I was thinking about the time when I was actually pretty close to having something like that happen, where in my dream it wasn't a nightmare, but it wasn't like a good dream. Like there was like, I was facing some problems in the dream. And I remember waking up the next morning and being like, in my dream, I was telling myself like, wake up, just wake up and get out of this. If you wake up, this isn't going to be real anymore. But like, I couldn't wake up. Yeah. And I think, yeah. cause my, my brother-in-law my sister, um, they say that if they eat like dark chocolate before bed, their dreams are more vivid. I don't know if that's really? a legit thing or just something they peddle. But that night, okay, I all, that I... chocolate industry. they sell chocolate chocolate products no they don't there's (laughs) there's
1: things there's things that can trigger it uh cold for me if i sleep if i'm in a really really cold room that usually is when it happens and so like i like recently like the last week i haven't been able to open my window because it'll straight up be so cold in my room um and so i it's been a little bit warmer in there and i have like this past week i really have not been as much but when when i'm sleeping and every night it's really really cold that's when i'll have like a week's worth of like really fucking good vivid vivid dreams So I I don't, maybe, I don't believe maybe that the food can trigger it. Maybe if they're right with dark chocolate, like that's...
2: But I think some people just naturally dream vividly. Like as long as I've known you, Chalmers, you've consistently remembered crazy dream plots that sound like 20 minute TV shows.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, But I think part of of it, when I had the day where I could like tell in my dream, I was dreaming, I had a hockey game that night. And when I came home, I was hungry and my snack was, I had a Snickers. I just ate a Snickers at like midnight before I went to bed. So I do think like maybe the chocolate like wakes up, like stimulates your brain a little bit, maybe. And like, again, no I don't know any of this.
2: Jeez Louise. Yeah, look at
0: I the nougat. Think. I know. It was a here. Core. Uh, Jay's here. Jay, how often do you oh. remember your dreams? The
2: HGA pop-in?
0: Yeah, the HGA pop yeah. in.
2: Follow your dreams, uh, HGA. Um, I've got like a shelf life of memory. Like, I, I, like when you're when you're in them, you're like, holy shit, this is like, especially if it's a vivid one, you're like, this is so fucking real, and like, I'll remember it for like the first two hours of my day, but then if I try to go and recall it, like, I, I don't remember like the details that I do. And can you control the Jay? Can you do stuff in the dream, like take control? (coughs) No because it's I'm always out of control. It's always like, you know, you're sitting in the stands of the Euler game and all of a sudden, you know, they need a a, a left defenseman to come into the game you and you're play. there. Yep. And, and, yeah. And and you get to go and play and, you know, for some reason, you can't get on the ice or you can't find your stick <laughs> or like you can't like there's something there's some weird thing that's preventing you from going and like realizing this amazing opportunity. Um, JR, I've also I jumped,
1: been... Before before you jumped in, I told the exact same thing. Oh like, yeah, the exact oh, it same ha- one too. It happens
2: so many times. Like in my mind, in my in my dreams, like in in my metaverse, if you will. I I've played about thirty NHL games, and I'm like convinced <laughs> of it. Like I have you go to Hockey DB, <laughs> it's Dream J, and there is a page that I'm there that's got like NHL stats, and I'm like convinced of it when I sleep. That's like Dream Chalmers' rap credentials are flawless. He's the best yeah, rapper in the crew,
1: best freestyler alive. <laughs> I, win rap, I just I just win rap battles against Eminem. Do you and rap
2: Chalmers in the dreams? Like, are you delivering fire verses? Oh yeah, and
1: like if I woke up and wrote down exactly what I just said in my mind, it was the greatest fucking yeah. lyrics ever ever produced. But if I wrote them down, they probably are just the absolute worst thing you've ever heard in your life. But in the moment, and when everybody's going crazy, I'm just like. <laughs> Girl, I knew I could do this. I knew I could do this in real life if I tried. Well, yeah. No, yeah I told him one about how I'm always trying to tee up on like a, a golf. I'm always trying to hit my driver. Yep. And I can never, there's always something in the way, like something obstructing yep. my swing. And then you re tee, and then there's something like now in the way somewhere else, and you can never get your shot off. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And and this, I have that same dream in both golf and hockey where like either the stick or the golf club is uncontrollably going from toe to heel and I can't stop it, which is preventing me from making a shot or making a play or or hitting or like swinging the golf club. And I'm like, why can't I stop this? This is so like in my control. And then that's where like, I'll have like within my dream, that reality that I'm like, oh shit, Jay, this is just a dream.
1: Anybody I've also that been to this is like uh, is an analyzer of dreams and knows what this shit means, hit us up. Well, huh? talk to Dr.
2: <laughs> Pearl Gregor. She'll analyze the shit out of it. This is her specialty. But uh, I've also been shot a bunch. Like I've I've had hot lead in my body. Huh. Um, you can feel I've the been, injury in the dream. I've I have felt myself get absolutely like gauntlet gunned in in yeah like yeah again like with those weird dreams. I also I used to have though I I used to take melatonin from time to time. That shit gives me the the weirdest most vividest dreams. I had to stop because like the dreams are stressing me out.
0: <laughs> I get that.
1: I want to try melatonin now. <laughs> that related? Unrelated. Soldier Boy has his
2: own type of lean, like cough syrup, but it doesn't have promethazine, the illegal ingredient. It has just melatonin. And apparently it's delicious. So well, that's Bob Barley drink me. has got melatonin. Like it's I mean, like a chill it? drink. Speaking I don't yeah, I don't I don't like melatonin. I don't know. The like, chill iced tea. tea, 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 tea Some people like like swear by it and need it for sleep, but like, oh
1: speaking of lean, and because I just don't want to talk about the others right now, um Yeah, no, what then, who have you guys <laughs> Have you guys heard about this new series on HBO called Music Box, which like is a documentary about, it's a six part documentary. It's all about a different like sort of musical act or concert. So there's one on DMX. There's one on Woodstock 99. There's one on Alanis Morissette. There's one on some guy in the seventies who was like, I don't even know what that one's about. But the one in particular that I watched was on Juice World. Now, because I like old school rap a little bit more than new school, not because for any reason, I'm not trying to be like a, like a old school fuck, this better back in my day type of thing. I just this don't pay that head. close attention. Yeah. But Juice World, like that dude came on with like an absolute like a firecracker. Hey, eh? and he they they follow him around for like basically one full year from becoming like Juice World to basically the day he died. And it is not only one of the most fascinating things just to see how it didn't affect him in a, in a, in a, in a negative way from being a jerk off, but how just that he became like a drug addict and it was really, really ridiculously sad to watch. And um, you just basically watch all the enablers around him, you know, to the point where even the video, the videographer, you see him being, uh, uh, you know, interviewed while he's making this documentary and he's like this clean cut dude, but just being around juice world and like, popping and perks and like drinking lean this dude when they're interviewing him after the fact looks like he's aged about 10 years and it's only been like a year. It's crazy, man. And like, it's, he died because he swallowed all those drugs, right? On his private jet. Yeah. He got off of a plane and just had a seizure and it, it killed him and you know, it rocked, but, but he was at like the height he was playing so many stadium tours that, and mm. and it was keeping him going, but just, just every What you have to analyze is the background of this whole thing. You watch his girlfriend, you watch like the people in the hotel room, everything that these people are doing are just designed to get him to a position where he can perform. We're talking about like, you've got your lean guy sitting over here. Who's like getting your, you know, your cough syrup and your, your Sprite together and mixing it perfectly. And then his girlfriend's constantly like making sure and measuring out these pills. And then you've got the guy in the background who's just like, setting up his Xbox in the hotel because that's what he wants to do when he's not performing. And it's just like the team around him of enablers just got so out of control. There was nobody there to tell them, like, stop. And he never even got a chance, really, because he just died like a like, like just out of the blue. Right. So if, and, and, and then you watch that one and then juxtapose it against the DMX one where these guys are fucking high the whole time and not even like trying to hide it it's awful to watch the dmx one you you just watch for an hour and a half it's cringeworthy it's just really tough 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 to watch but at the same time like juice world would be such a mess off the stage and then you get on the stage and it would just put on these amazing performances you know what i mean
2: uh it's crazy how people can do that they can clean themselves up like keith richards right how fucked up is he been his entire life and yet when you, you never see, I've never heard of Keith Richard being so fucked up. He couldn't play at a show. Never.
1: No. And then, you know what? This actually is kind of funny that this ties in, but this morning, I don't know. Did you see uh, uh, a post on Instagram by Lil Zan who is calling out? Yeah. Blaming uh, his managers. Status yeah. quo for, yeah. Stat quo for like basically supplying him with drugs to keep him on stage. Like Lil Zan. uh I know what you're doing now and I get it, but at the same but time, but your name is Lil Zen, drug. you shit before yeah. you, were on found a, you. you were on a tour and you couldn't perform because you were having withdrawals. You needed the drugs. Like I, why didn't you take control of your life and like say, I mean, maybe it's stopped. Uh, you, you know, so. but at the same time, it's like this machine, right? You could, and, and then that's kind of what I mean by looking in the background of juice world and seeing like the machine around him, that's just design to get them in a spot where they can perform right and it's it, yeah man it's it's crazy i watched the, like obviously we had i had a lot of time over the christmas break so i watched a bunch of that stuff but if you guys want to see something very cool and then the woodstock 99 documentary unbelievable turn into anarchy like you you watch that that one too yeah so it's called music box watch it you guys and what's what streaming that.
2: service where is this how did i find so it's, on,
1: this? it's on crave hbo crave crave yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys once talked about bad sport, right? Have you guys seen the bad sports? I
2: haven't watched them yet. I want to though. I
1: only I only watched one where a guy back in the like 19, early 1980s, basically, um, you know, fell into like selling small amounts of drugs, but he really wanted to be a race car driver. And he's like, basically ended up like becoming a huge drug dealer to support his race car habit and it, it is so cool. oldest story <laughs> in hollywood <laughs> yeah 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 check out that one too bad sport I oh, watched a lot of fucking stuff over and the only time i napped basically was during the oilers game because i fell asleep that was prime <sighs> napping on new year's day at noon watching that game what a bore fest
2: yeah that was a tough one that was boring What's uh, going on? Are, we, ta- like, are, we, talk are we talking about the Oilers or okay, well, what, should what a, we? Or do what? an ad, you're chuck
0: Yeah, let's do an ad for our friends at twig and berries, twig and They got some great promos going on right now. And as always, like it has been for like three years now, promo code NATION15 gets you 15% off. If you haven't shopped at Twig and Berries yet, how many more times do I have to tell you that the product is quality? Anyways, yeah, the Oilers. Um, not good. Uh, this really feels similar to like when they lost those games to LA and Seattle. And I talked about this on the pre, short Ford pregame show with with Caroline, but. They lost to Seattle. They lost to LA, and kind of sat there and went, "Well, they dropped two easy ones, and now the schedule gets hard again." And they lost to the Islanders. They lost to the Devils. Now you're staring down the barrel of matchups against the Rangers and the Leafs. And like they can beat the Rangers. Rangers won't have Panarin. It's a winnable game still. Every game's winnable in today's NHL but the point is you let points slip against two bad teams and now you got to go play two good teams. And it's just like,
2: how much of this, how much do we put on, you know, what 19 and the impact that's having on lineups, Connor doesn't score for eight straight games. That shit doesn't happen very often. How much do we panic? Your are checked? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think you can use COVID as an excuse because no. every team in the league has the same. But, issue. The, but the Oilers were were not icing their proper lineup. Like when you're no one doing an emergency, but wow. But like where? Which games? And like, well, New Jersey and and New York, they had uh, didn't they have weirdo D and Nurse wasn't there, and there were seven guys that played against the Seattle game. Seven different seven guys were out of the lineup for the next game, whatever that was after Christmas.
0: Yeah. Like I, against yeah. the blues, they were missing a few bodies. Um, but I mean the last two, they've been everyone, but Cassian has pretty much been playing for the most part. Um, it's just, it's inexcusable. Like they're, they're not good. And something needs to change. Like I'm just, I'm not, I'm not even being optimistic about it anymore because they're tied for a playoff spot right now. And if things keep going this way, they're going to miss the playoffs. Like that's the no, bottom line. Miss the playoffs. There's you, no way
2: it's they're bad. It, It's a good thing we banked those points in the start of the season because we're starting to spend them right now. But it is it is bad. It's fucking like they've got no gas. None. They've got small sports. They can't play 60 minutes of fucking hockey. And our goaltending is horrific. Our defense is not great. And we can't score five on five.
0: similar to what Chalmers said, the games are boring. Like they, even that game against the devils, like it was high scoring, but it was like, fuck the Oilers had nothing going. They were, they were finding ways to find the back of the net, but it was like, they didn't look like a good team in that game. And then Mike Smith couldn't make a save. And they probably deserved to some extent, maybe to get the two points there, but they couldn't get a save. And then you go to the game against the Islanders and they start off like shit again. Like they do pretty much every single game. The second period, they show up and they dominate. It's in the Islanders' end, like the whole period. And then the third period comes and they can't complete There's a rough. class. They can't I mean, Nothing. It's, it's just, I don't, I'm done even trying to like wrap my you, head around it.
2: You can't, I, I, I don't, I, 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 you can't explain it. Like, how, like they're Jekyll and Hyde in game. It's not like one game they're on, one game they're off. They're on and off in game. Like, how the fuck do you lose your mojo in game? I don't know, man. There is something needs to go on. We need to fucking sage the dressing room. We need to fucking do a smudge. We need to do fucking something because what's happening. They are not fucking clicking. And I don't know what to blame. Everyone can say fire, tip it fire haul, and do this, do that. And sure. Maybe, maybe there's some truth to that, but like this team just needs to fucking wake the fuck up. Cause they are sleeping. So like they are not fucking moving. They're not moving. But this is where the, all, a lot of these goals against is just laziness.
0: We're all pin this a little bit on the coach. You know who has been moving Ryan McLeod? He was great against the devils. He was maybe one of their what that was his top? best game, best game. And he followed it up. He was good against the Islanders too. And in both games, he played a low, the lowest amount of minutes amongst the forwards against the yeah, Islanders. Really, ride,
2: especially when you're slumping, you've got to ride your hot horses and give them all the opportunity.
0: When he was on the ice against the Islanders, the Oilers outshot them three to one. And he played nine minutes and 40 seconds. at even strength only player in the entire game to not play at least 10 minutes at five on five. Like yeah,
2: that doesn't make so sense. It, it doesn't make Devin sense Shore on the second line. Yeah, and, yeah. That's and that's coaching.
0: It's coaching. And Devin, Devin Shore on the second line. Like I, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And I'm not like a huge Tyler Benson guy. I think he's, you know, probably an NHL player, but that might end up being all he is. But at the end of the day, like the guy has shown skill in the American league. Why do you not give him a look? like bump them up. Why not? You don't know what you have because you've never done it. Instead, it's just Dave Tippett. And it feels like we're beating our heads against a wall because it's just the same things every time, you know, if Cassian's in the lineup, Cassian plays in the top six, or he puts McDavid and dry together, or then it's sure. Cause Cassian's out. And there's no creativity at all in terms of the construction of these lines and the way they're thrown out there.
2: Well, let's talk about roster construction. We don't have the depth to absorb any kind of changes. We're like, teams like Pittsburgh can be without Crosby and Melkin all the time, but somehow keep finding ways to win roster construction is an issue. Uh, Our bottom six is an issue because Nuge goes out and apparently what we're supposed to now just start sucking. um, Even though we were sucking before, like we can't, we can't absorb any kind of injuries. Like we have to have like our best players all have to be healthy for us to have a chance. And that's a concern. So my, my caution to GM is fucking, let's make a fucking move. Let's make a big fucking move.
0: Frank said today on the DFO rundown that he's starting to hear Lawson Krause's name out there more than it was in the past. I don't mind
2: him as a third liner. That's fine. But like that, that what, what right there though. Him up? We can't lose this trade. We can't fucking lose this trade. We lose another fucking tra- trade. I'm going to throw my fucking cell phone out this goddamn window. No, the cold will rush in. We're losing trades. We lose every fucking trade. Yeah, I don't
0: remember the last time. I think they he want just to got off. up
2: and left. He's so mad. That's crazy. He's Plus got a off. new uh, camo nation. Hey.
0: Hat. Oh, now you're winning again. Fifty nation gears look sick.
1: Yeah, I'm winning. Can they win? <laughs> huh? I did. Is that see... a one of one, or is that a is that going to be a? going to be an item it's for sale, son?
2: It's, it's available at sports Closet.
1: Very
0: nice. I need to come oh. in and see sales guy Jared and get myself some of these new hats. If you missed it, we're now partnered up. We're not partnered up. We're using Fifty Nine or New Era as our hat supplier, right? So you can get like fifty nine yeah. fifty straight up Nation Gear. It's sick.
2: Yeah, yeah, That's, and that is with partnership with our friends at Sports Closet. They got yeah. the connection to pull that off. So um, it's, it's super cool. But anyways, yeah, Oilers. I'm just <laughs> it is it is interesting the thoughts that have been going through my head the last few days about our team that we love so much and at the end of the day, and, and I always at the premises, I love the fucking Oilers. And it's because I love them so much, I'm so mad. And we need to <sighs> we need to fucking do something really fucking aggressive and drastic here because expecting a different different you know expecting a different outcome from a team that you know uh, let's bring advanced stats into the mix are not very good in the fancy stats world um that have the two fucking best players in the world the fact that we are struggling the way we are and don't have any depth and had a bunch of cap space going in in, in this offseason and draft capital and haven't made any big uh splashes to address our fucking blind spots on this roster is fucking mind blowing. Leon Dreisaitl has three years left on his deal after this. Three fucking years. If we don't do anything fucking now, he is gone. Gone. And then hey, Connor so, is so following Aaron, him. I'm,
1: I'm going to ask you a question then. It starts tonight. It starts tonight with a get right game. Okay. What do we need to yeah. do then? We, we got, we, it's confirmed McDavid's going but to play in Put in a plan, fucking even solid there.
2: effort. Try
0: Hit someone. Show you so, give
2: a shit. Yeah, like that's, a thing. I'm, that's I'm like more the mean. team's given up. It does look like the team's given up. And I don't know why. It's fucking mind-blowing. Like, we just came off of just buzzing around the fucking league for the first six weeks of it. And the last six weeks, we have just taken an absolute brain fart and are showing no urgency to try to repair the problem. Yeah, gee, So I'm how crazy are you suggesting coach? we get here, Jay? Well, I, 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 I just want to see a, be- a better effort of the team um and wow, we got to we got to do something like a lineup change like a move we need to win oh, a trade bringing bringing Lawson a loss Lawson cross does a couple things it addresses our fucking toughness and adds some depth on the third line so i'm okay with that but we need to make some other splashes let's fucking let's leverage you know we've got 3 and 4 years left of Leon and, and Connor and if we if we do a really good job during this time we can keep them if we do a really bad job during this time they're gone Right? Your F-bomb so bomb usage rate today is
1: high.
2: And I said mentally my resolution is to swear less on the podcast. And I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, once a yeah, come in, your brain well. turns off hey, and the F-bomb We're started. talking about three years left of Dryasaddle's contract and leaving. If you're not swearing, you're not paying attention. <laughs> so we, 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 yeah, ne- sure. we need to leverage our future to address this like three to four year window and to also give us a chance to make sure it even extends by keeping these guys. So like, Let's fucking make some moves. Let's trade some picks. Let's fucking get some, let's, let's get that defense we need. Let's get a goddamn goalie and let's go find two Lawson and crosses to plug into our lineup to give us some more depth on our back end and make us more difficult to play against. Cause the other fucking thing about us is we are soft as fucking baby shit. And it drives me crazy. The team, the time a team, anytime a team becomes an, an really physical against us, it, 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 it mutes us. Like teams are figuring out how to, how to shut down Connor and dry. Like, sure. They're still performing, but like, they're not three points a game anymore. The league's fucking woken up and they're now focusing on that. And all the, uh, that, well, that, that that's the game them. plan against the Oilers. They Silence those two, two guys two and they won't win.
0: I, exactly. Put yeah, two guys put, on them. I want to see them.
1: Yeah, they, 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 easy.
0: I want to see someone stand up in that locker room and, and say, let's treat it like a playoff game tonight against the Rangers. When when you're out there, hit everything that moves. If you score yeah. a goal, like Leon Drysaddle, I get it. You're gonna score a million goals, and you get kind of bored with it. But when your team's in a slump, sometimes a big celebration might spark them. When you're standing by the Connor, Rangers bench tonight, bark at them a little bit. Like Connor,
2: go and put twenty five thousand dollars on the board tonight. And I don't know if people know what the board is. That's players' money put up to. Uh, they put up whether they're playing, you know, former teams or whatever that goes into the player fund. Connor, put like an insane fucking number on the board and and, and, and win because you have to win for it to cash. And let's fucking let's, let's, let's play for something, guys. Like, I think these guys need to like go out on a fucking vendor or something to, to re- rejig their team mojo. So, Connor, go lead the charge. Put 25, fuck it, put 50 grand on the board. Go win that game. And when you got two days off somewhere, you guys go and have a fucking time.
0: 25 grand 25 grand when you divide it by how much Connor mcdavid makes per game he can put 25 grand on the board not that i'm here to tell him how to spend his money but yeah like put some insane money on the board go out there hit everything that moves give this team a spark because right now the only guys scoring are mcdavid and dry bounty on
1: ryan strome
0: (laughs) i don't think you want to be doing that
1: if i was mcdavid i'd be sitting in that room thinking why do i put my money up these guys all get paid these guys all get paid to be to do this for a Because you're a
0: leader. You, know,
1: he's you doing need this
2: to be a leader. leader. He's doing this as a leader to just try to get a reaction out of the squad. Like He should be the most mad, so he should be the one. Why, he's the captain. He should be trying to get the guys fired up.
1: Why haven't guys like, like uh, Tyler Benson and, and like Kyle Turris learn from Josh Archibald and and like just go out there and you don't have to be the biggest player in the world to make an impact physically. You just have to go out there and want to do it. And Archibald, but Archibald knows how to hit. Like, that's favorite. it's a
2: skill. Archibald knows how to, how to hit, and he also quickly became a fan, not favorite. But um, he knows how to hit. Like that was one of his. That was one of his skills. Yeah.
0: Him and right? Cassie, like, Benson, man, they Benson, run Benson, around Benson, you're hit. trying
2: to Benson, you're trying to turn a guy who like set the Edmonton Minor Hockey League record for offense and was an offensive guy in junior. He, you're trying to turn him into a more physical player, even though that's not his game. And he's trying to do it so he can have an NHL career, but like he doesn't have the those fundamentals. He's, he's just like going out and trying. Sure. He goes and tries. He's not a great skater. So he can't like, that's the one thing will cast. If cast is on, that guy can skate with the best of them and then destroy a guy. Cause he can hit him with speed or keep up with them to, to make a check. But like you're, 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 you're asking someone to completely change and become something that, He's not, it's not in his, his, uh, I guess, initial DNA to be. So Benson's not going to be that guy for you. Fogle needs to hit more um, because he can hit. Uh, He needs to stop being so scared out there because he also, you can also quiet him down with fear. Um, But if he needs casting in the lineup so he can feel stronger, is casting back in today?
0: uh, No.
2: Is he at a protocol? No? Fuck. So like, that's the thing we need. So we like, that's the whole thing about having some team toughness it does it makes a Tyler Benson feel a lot tougher it makes a Warren Fogel feel a lot tougher but they don't have that backup at all loans right want spot recently, to be that yeah you know what he, he he's been awesome he has like been. he like that guy, that that guy so like reward that guy like similar with um with McLeod like Yamamoto's putting in the effort like, thank you, Yamamoto, because everyone else is sleeping and you're trying. And he's actually been producing, which was, was been his big thing. Oh, he's forechecking, not scoring, and that was his whole shtick. But now he's actually contributing and still being that that annoyance, which, you know, we need that. We need more of that, though.
1: I have never seen them look so gassed as I did in overtime on that three-on-three. And They, well, were, they, also they were out they for were, three
2: fucking minutes. Like, what the hell are they doing? Now? You
1: you knew that that game was going to be decided because we couldn't keep up with them in that overtime period. You just knew it,
0: uh, Jay. Do you and remember that goal we, too? Do you remember what we talked about, Jay, on the last episode? We were sitting oh, here hilarious. during we we're sitting here during the losing streak, and you were like, "Why can't they just get a point and get these games to overtime?" And I said, "Well, the problem is they're just so damn good in OT that every time they get there, they win." Yeah. And sure as shit, the next two games, they fucking lose in overtime. <laughs> I was dying both thinking both about terrible, it.
2: Both, both bad goals. Like, bad, bad goals to lose in overtime.
0: Yeah, those are both. You can't be giving up wrist shot goals in three-on-three three OT. Like, everyone's pretty much covered. You need to be playing the shooter. You can't let those slip through.
2: We need to make some fucking moves and we need to move now. Now. Not, not wait till the trade deadline and let prices fucking shoot through the roof. Now. No, 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 no.
1: How hard is it? You're Chuck. Do you know this? How hard is it in this, in this um, COVID type of scenario we're in to make moves right now?
0: Just the league's quiet right now. There's not enough teams firmly committed to being sellers outside of like Arizona. Montreal doesn't have a ton. They can even really move off from. So I'm just like, I'd love for them to go get lost in Krause. Um, if they had a second round pick, maybe that's a deal you would be able to get done right away but I don't think you're getting loss and crows for like next year's second or next year's third. You have to offer up something substantial for that. So like would Arizona do like Samurakov for Krause? Probably not. I don't think that's enough. So I don't know how you can muster up enough offer wise to, to get loss and Krause in here. He's a former first round pick. Um, are you willing to part with your first round pick this early to get loss and Krause in? Cause that's what it would take to get the deal done. I'm not sure I pay that price for loss and Krause right now. I want more. Sorry. Back, is, it, right? is it, is
2: it more expensive now than the trade headline?
0: Um, I think so because Arizona would probably sit there and go, yeah, hey, you're one of the only teams calling. If we just wait another month, we'll have six teams calling and we'll be able to kind of put everyone against each other and increase the bidding. Right? So if you're going to go get them right now, like I don't think the prices really go up or down that crazy just because right now Arizona is going to go, well, at the deadline, there's a chance we get a first. So if you want them now and you want the extra two months, you're giving us a first.
2: Why are we not trying to fleet? Not I shouldn't say fleece them. Um, but why? Like, why are we not trying to get Chickering and Kraus in the package deal, and yeah. fucking throw in Phil the thrill? Oh, Philly thrill! We got that kind of dope Throw them all. Throw them all in. Why are Why aren't we trying to do that? I'm not saying we that is the answer. The other way. But why are we trying to do that? Yeah, I
0: don't
1: know. Yeah, you I'd can't. You it. can't project a trade without saying what goes the other way. What yeah, goes both, the other way? Two
2: first two first round picks. Um, definitely not Samarakoff. I wish we didn't start him because we just. Fucking cratered his <laughs> trade that's value. Salaries. Uh, you got to send I've, some
0: dough. I bet no, no, you,
2: you got to send some dough. If you're, you're getting you have to do that, um,
0: uh, if you're getting both of them, it's probably two first Broberg, Yamamoto, and Koskinen.
2: Now, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Do it.
0: Like You got you to gotta give a lot to get a Send lot. It. And I understand Oilers fans might sit there and be like, you're insane. Two first and Broberg and Yamamoto. When's the but last
2: he... time the Oilers made a deal of any real significance to the lineup? That's the question we need to be asking ourselves.
0: They gave up a second and a third for five and a half million dollar Duncan Keith, who's played two great games, by the way. I will say we that. We signed Hyman, oh.
2: but, which is not a great Hyman, yeah. but we ah. signed Hyman. That's a signing, fair. That's a sign of, yeah. But like, we have, like we've lost every fucking trade. When's the last time the Oilers traded a first round pick, you're
0: um, they haven't traded a first round pick in a while, it's been a long time. Like, they gave up two seconds for Athena CU, and before yeah. that, like, they've it, had their first it's, round it's pick. It's
2: probably 06. Yeah, like, yeah, we weren't. Well, how we could we? We were sellers, after 06. yeah. It's we like we're getting sellers most of the years. Yeah, we're not getting dunked on in trades. That's not why we suck. It's yeah, we are getting moves. dunked on in trades, though. We are getting dunked but on, but we're not trading, trading like we, do, we lose. The pantry is embarrassing. We haven't gone and spent first round draft picks in recent memory. Damn near in generation. Yeah. yeah it could be better. We've got I've, some interesting prospects now, but like, yeah, the, we could have been way better at drafting uh, for I, sure.
0: I think that's a great point by Wanye. Like the cupboards, not bare. Like you can look up and down one, your core up front is firmly intact with McDavid, dry settle, mm. Hyman, Nuge throw Fogel in there for Ful- puliarvi Yamamoto. You got good young pieces. We're going to be here for a while. Forward group is set. You got the prospects. You got Forgo, Holloway, Lavoie, um, Carter Savoy's coming up, Matt Vay Petrov, Tyler Tulio. Like you have six B level or better prospects in the forward group. You need to be dangling your first round pick this year because your mm-hmm. prospect pool looks good there. Even on, yeah. even on the blue line, like yes. Evan Boucher is going to be Two here.
2: wins now. Yep. Move our next two. We could make. Three big moves in terms of acquire three good pieces. And I don't know who the fuck they are. But we can we can we can get three good pieces right now that can make us a real decent threat in the playoffs. We have a three-year have year window before we win the Bedard draft. We have to make these years count
1: before we get other Connor. Have I been under a rocker? what is happening with Dylan Holloway? What you didn't even name him.
0: Um, yeah, yeah I, I named him in the forwards, I think. Uh, but either way, he's still <laughs> oh, recovering. He he's still recovering Is from a hand. Skating? Oh,
2: that's that, that, he's that skating, hand yeah. injury driving me nuts. That
0: I bet you, I that. bet you he's playing AHL hockey by the time they get to their bye week. And there'll be a lot of talk late February that he'll come up. Just a hunch.
2: Yeah, I, I, I hope so. That's a guy. I look how we're hit. back to relying on these long shot things. But happening. he's also like, like he's also fuck. nineteen. So like that's yeah. great, but like you can't hang your hat on that. Like it's such. We're, gonna, a gamble, we're not going like, to lose. We also Connor because this kid's going to come into the NHL we, and make uh, a nineteen-year-old impact. just development, either. Like maybe no. maybe it's best he stays down for the rest of the year. Like or, or 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 stays down a little bit longer to really blow the doors off the AHL and make sure that he's you know NHL ready as opposed to yeah. rushing it
0: like but playing he give five you a, weeks or four weeks, even though he's 19. Like if the reports on this guy are, are correct. Like if you think he can come in and be a good source of offense on your third line, you do it right. He skates well, he's a pretty oh, big body. Like you you've sacrificed a little bit of development to get him up here. Now. I think you do, um, to wrap but up, did, the Oilers, but insulate
2: him, you know who he needs. Yeah. He needs like, well, he either needs fucking Cassie and the fucking wake the hell up. Cause uh, he's, he's gone back. He's, he's back in the hibernation. den. Um, or you get a guy like Lawson like Dylan Holloway is going to need a guy like that. Because yeah. if you want him to run around and hit, he's not going to do it at the NHL because he's fucking 19 and not fully developed and fucking scared of everyone. And I would be too. He needs someone to feel safe with.
0: Uh, We're going to wrap up the Oilers talk here with our hardest worker of the week for TradesLink. Uh, TradesLink, a social platform startup for trades dedicated to advancing the careers and community of the trades. It's a local thing. Here in Edmonton, they're they're ready to go now. If you go, you can download TradesLink and all that stuff. Their platform is live. A couple of the features that I love: promote your top skills with vouchers. You can keep a digital wallet of your certifications and your ed- education. Access and create jobs. Add work experience and projects. You can update it at real time. It's like LinkedIn for the trades. I think it's perfect for uh, for here in Edmonton. So go give it a download if you work in the trades. That's TradesLink. Hardest worker? Are are we all in agreement that it's Kyler Yamamoto? Like that's gotta be the guy, right? Like he's he's been he's the been one it, it's either him or yep. Ryan McLeod, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I'd give it to Yamo.
0: All right. There you go. He wants yeah. It. Yamo, Yamo, he Yamo wants it. or McLeod it. for me. Um, those two guys have been moving well, they've been creating turnovers, they've been creating scoring chances, and uh I'm a, maybe I'm also gonna he give
2: it to get on trades link and he needs to start looking for some skills like hard. Make some like finishing you know, your you know who's on trades link? We're looking for a, a who's got has got all those skills? Lost Dylan Kraus, yeah. <laughs> I also want to give an honorable mention for hardest workers of the week for my back. Um, that's going to be after doing all the shoveling when I get home. Uh, that's going to be hard working. Shout out my back. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I'll give my I'll give my my mention for hardest worker of the week. I like this story about the um, Seattle Kraken fan who got got the attention of a Vancouver Canucks. Uh, uh, trainer and told him that the thing on the back of his neck was cancerous and that he needed to go get it looked at. And sure as shit, it was. And it might have saved his life. They got her $10,000 scholarship. a medical student.
0: Yeah. That Crazy was just a story, great yeah? feel good story, right? I, that was story, yeah. literally what I had written down next, Chalmers was talking about that. The They're, making oh,
2: sorry, think, uh... They're making up fake storylines. They're making up fake storylines. So their franchise is associated with positivity during a negative time. It's genius. Okay.
0: Um, it well, was the if, Canucks if, if actually who up. came out with this.
2: Oh, was it? Or was that yeah. lady that was behind the bench of Seattle actor? Your Ramchuck. No, I
0: am. Yeah. I am not even close to that. Mm-hmm. Jaden. This is just a legit feel good. What if I told NHL? you that
2: mole is CGI paid for by the
1: climate pledge arena? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: If I, if I stole your feel good story of the week, you can go to another, some other fun, um, things that happened in sports this last week I want weekend. to talk to
2: you about I'm one thing, Thomas, if you're going to get into this right now.
1: Say it, because I guarantee it's one of them. If, if you're, if I yelled you're, if, out what to is, myself,
2: all we need now is for him to drop a mixtape, and then no shit an hour later, he tweeted a link to his mixtape after retiring mid-game, or whatever that was. And Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown? Put out a mixtape!
1: Yeah. I know. he was wor- Yeah, I know. it was, It's just the, the craziest thing I've ever seen, and I don't know if you remember this year, I'm Chuck, but like a couple years or three, four years ago, do you remember week 17 when he refused to go in for the Pittsburgh Steelers? you remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Chalmers, I don't, I'm going like, to embarrass myself. I have no earthly idea who this guy was until he did this. Can you just give me like a brief rundown? Has he done other crazy shit?
1: This guy has done so many crazy things that you wouldn't even understand. Really? I've never, This guy. That, <laughs> at one point, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was probably the best wide receiver in the league, and he was going first in fantasy drafts. He was a prolific football player, like one of the best. And he has had such a fall from grace. I can't even – I don't even think I can remember all of them. The things that come to mind are he refused to go into a game, and he would just wear – so he basically – like he would just wear his big jacket, wouldn't go into the game – there's a video out there circulating of him in a doctor's office where he's getting shock therapy when the doctor's down low and he's standing up and he just consistently continues to fart in the guy's face. And it's a video on social media. You can what? research, you can find this. It's no, I'll be the all most right. embarrassing, you cringeworthy thing in the world. Um, There's all the stuff that he did with the Las Vegas Raiders, which was just, I, I can't, I don't even remember it because it was so crazy. <laughs> Um, I don't know. You're M. Chuck. Can you think of anything else? Because I I know there's a whole list. Uh, Yeah.
0: Let's go with the one from this year where uh, he's just coming off his suspension for using a fake vaccine card where it only came to light, I think, because his team or his personal chef who Antonio Brown got the card from was like, hey, you have to pay me. And AB wasn't paying him. And he was like, all right, fuck you. I'm going to go public with the fact you asked me to get you a fake vaccine card. So the NFL suspended him for three games for using a fake vaccine card.
2: Oh, I yeah. got he, also a, he also had an injury too, didn't he? Oh, that's irrelevant
0: anyway. Well, part of the, so his side of the story, I guess, if, if you could call it this, is that he didn't think he was healthy enough to play this week. And he told them he didn't want to play. And the team was pretty much like, well, either you're playing or leave. And he was like, then I'll leave. So he left in the middle of the game. What? yeah i don't know oh, it's yeah. a he's a complicated character and i think he's obviously got some stuff that m- has maybe gone undiagnosed potentially but y- y- yeah it, it's it's funny on the surface but then you kind of no, read into it and you're like funny. and you're like ah damn like this is a dude who's clearly not doing well in his own skin you know
1: um so he once wants... <laughs> oh my god he once wants had a private chef come over and cook a big meal for every buffer of me for like a bunch of people. And it was a very, very expensive meal. And when he went into the freezer, he saw fish heads that were put in the freezer um, that were left over from the meal. He thought that the cook was trying to scare him and therefore kick the chef out of his house and refuse to pay him for the meal. When the chef (laughs) said to him, these fish heads are just going to be used for soup later on. But he wouldn't pay him like a huge amount. He's he's kind of known for not paying people for doing like that. Was the whole vaccine thing? He wouldn't pay that guy. Um, That's what it was. What was the? There was oh god. There was another one. Let this be a lesson to everybody at home.
2: If you're getting a fake COVID vaccine card off your private chef, pay the man. Don't screw around. Lesson over.
0: Um. All right, I'm going to get this thing back on the rails here because that's what I do. uh, With a little love to Oodle Noodle and DoorDash, the best combo in Edmonton next to. Ninety seven and twenty nine. Am I right? Uh, the, we aren't doing the promo code anymore, but you still have the promo code real life DD, which gets you twenty five percent off and no delivery fees on your first order when you use DoorDash. And why not use it to order some delicious oodle noodle um, as part of a look back through twenty twenty one. I put out the call on social media and asked people for their favorite podcast memories of the year. I figured now would be a good time to share some of the ones we got. Uh, Nick's Sports One on Instagram said either future Wanye or Wanye's neighbor. I think both of those are great, but uh, the future, future Wanye bit, good. which which never that wasn't it, me, it had a short shelf life. Um, but the future Wanye bit was very good. Did
2: we ever play them? Or we, did we ever play them on the podcast?
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah but not on, for
2: Wanye. Just uh, I don't want to hear myself mimic.
0: Fair enough. Um, Huskies underscore 62 said Mousegate, which is in one of the intros. And Mousegate was, and that one gave us like, that was mid-pandemic shit that gave us like a solid three episodes of entertainment. I mouse Oh, oh yeah, you me. had a
2: good time. I'm glad you had such fun. <laughs> we did.
0: Yeah. Um, our Nicks three said from the Christmas episode, Jay, the pond hockey ice size is 140 by 75. Tyler, inches question mark. Um, that was clearly a joke, but I'm glad you laughed. Um, Jason For S London. on t- Jason S on Twitter said the Robert Kraft incident. Yikes!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, you're a Everybody's highlights are your lowlights.
0: Uh, no, Bobby <laughs> Brizzle got to be the basement flood. That no. that was a low light. Oh yeah!
2: Oh yeah! Uh, that was a burrito right. gate. Yeah.
0: Burrito Gate. Yeah. That was that one gave us some good content as well. Um, but again, definitely a low light for me personally on the year. Um Surveyor Brett sent in just uh just a three second audio clip. So I'm gonna play that quickly. I will wear a male romper to the next Oilers Nation party. Uh, okay. I will. Well then, yeah, he cherry picked that, but it made sense. I suppose um, the male romper clip. So those are some of the top memories from our listeners over the last year. And uh, we look forward to 2022.
1: We appreciate everyone and who's listening. So, mm-hmm. We have we to, sure in, 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 in closing this, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to our nation, real life fantasy football league, but there is a bar oh, burner. for I the final watched by comes, Chalmers, which comes down to tonight. Well, we know you don't care because you're not even in the damn thing. <laughs>
2: but
1: it's all coming down to two people at T. Marcotte 19, who is our boy, Travis Marcotte and electric Jordan.
2: Oh, so boy, electric. At
1: electric Jordan. They are going head to head right now and their team names. So <laughs> Travis's team name is hot Chubb time machine.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. That's mm-hmm. fitting
1: because he needs Nick Chubb on the other team to go for zero tonight where he has Naheem or no uh Nikhil Harris going and he is playing Electric Jordan whose team name is Barry McCockiner <laughs> <laughs> so it's 130 to 119 it's all going to come down to tonight these boys both you know they finished they they both finished with a 12 and 3 record or, no sorry Travis was 12 and 3 Jordan was 10 and 5 so it is a battle of the big boys. Um so it's going to be an exciting one tonight. I'm excited. I hope. I don't know who I hope wins. Electric Jordan's, he's always been he's always been so engaging on there so uh I don't know, got to pull for him. All right. You guys don't give up. Uh, it was
2: a bad year. No, I, I, no. Tuned out, I tuned out on fantasy. I, yeah, I had a bad year on all accounts. Um I didn't have the time to be a good GM and sucked. So I am waiting for next year. So congrats. Best of luck boys. Um, I hope Chubb of goes off, even though the Browns are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Are you having fun. a good time with your real life foosball chalmers? Are you enjoying that thing?
1: The real? Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. I, <laughs> I also like, I just, I try. So I, I work hard at being good at it. And it's just like in a year like this, where you have injuries and just nonstop stop COVID games, get moved to Tuesdays. Like it's just, it's just such a, you know, a mind fuck. I guess you could call it because yeah. you work hard. You don't know what the hell's gonna happen. I mean, if you see some of the things that like can can solve leagues, you know, we're talking in our other league, a Hunter Renfro down by contact cost a guy a championship. You know, and it's like
2: yeah, by a finger, it's just, a finger, so touched a finger. Him. while he was already falling, anyways, a finger touches yeah. him. And they rule them yeah. down by contact. Uh Raise the brakes, up, man. man,
1: betting on football is not for the faint at heart.
2: though. No, that's not no, oh i okay. So I talked about how during uh the the, the NHL I guess break, if you will, I was getting to college football and I did good. I was five and two. And I took everything I won from college football and then then some, because this was going to be my opportunity to make up for my Oilers losses. And I took Michigan in the, I think it was the, what, the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. against Georgia. Whoops. Orange. Yeah. Ah, whoopsies. And then, I can, and, then, and then I was so mad about that. I thought for sure the Oilers were finally going to turn it around. So I was trying to bet my way out of that jam by going back to the Oilers. And that didn't work out. So it's been a rough, rough five days of betting for me.
1: Me too. It's chasing. The story of my last five days has been chasing. And it sucks.
0: I, chasing, did yeah. chasing. I, did, I had a great day yesterday. I hit a nice. Chasing
1: means you lose. You lose a bet. And then you put more money on the next bet. to Try to make up for the last one. And then oh, when that yeah. one loses, you put even more money on the next one to try to make up for the last two. And then you know what you're doing, doing there, chasing.
2: you're chasing.
1: Yeah.
0: Big Shout nine. out to points bet who sponsors all of our great betting talk here across the nation. Got exciting stuff planned with them in 2022. I wanted to end the podcast. I talked about the, what 2020- did you hit? No,
2: no, uh, you, we kept interrupting. You said you hit some bigs. So we, we wanted to share horrible losses. Now share your tremendous win.
0: So every week I do a uh, touchdown scorer parlay. Or but I do like the round Robin parlays, right? So I pick five of them. And then if four of them hit, I profit. If three hit, I kind of get my money back. And if five hit, I do really well. So all five of them hit yesterday. So I won um, a, a nice couple who was, hundred.
1: Who was the least likely to score that you picked?
0: But that's the thing with my touchdown score parlay is I only pick minus skies. So like I had, uh-huh. I'd Camara minus 143, Michelle minus 125, Singletary at minus 102, Uh Montgomery at minus 125 and then Adams at minus 167. So it's plus three eighty nine. A little bit more than that. So just a little bit more than four to one. Five to one.
1: You didn't have Braxton Berrios on
0: there? I loaded up on Braxton Berrios in DraftKings. I took him in like 60% of my pools. And at one point, at one point early in the morning, off my $20 in entries, I was winning like $890. And then it <laughs> fell apart, and I won. Like I ended the day with like a hundred dollars off my twenty bucks, which is still good that, on DK. That,
2: that guy is so like he's been good the last few weeks, and as a fantasy yeah. guy, as a fantasy player, he's been tremendous.
0: Mm-hmm. Barrios yeah. and Zay Jones have been my sneaky DraftKings plays the last few weeks, and uh, yeah, Zay Jones has been going off too. Anyways, okay, I have something that I need to say. Damn it! We look back on our 2021 memories. Lots of great things. Ahead to 2022, our first chance to make a good memory is with our friends at Tourism Jasper. We announced uh, on Instagram today that we're going to be doing the Pond Hockey Tournament out there. And there's links on the Oilers Nation Instagram. And I think you can dig up a tweet. I'll go retweet it from uh, this podcast account right now as well. Uh, But we're doing a Pond Hockey Tournament out at the Fairmont JPL. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have a team you can play against us. I think the Oilers might even play that weekend. So we'll be doing a ton of fun stuff out there in with their registry tournament. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Wait, no, the Oilers aren't playing in the Pond Hockey Tournament. The Oilers you played play that the weekend. Oilers in
2: the Pond Hockey Tournament?
0: Oh. No. <laughs> Anyways, it's retweeted from the real life account. You can see the link there. Fun to team up with our friends at Tourism Jasper. It'll be fun to get out on the ice with the Oilers Nation team. All right.
2: I'm us. Can't wait. Hopefully and actually not hopefully, we know it's going to be Starting, I think next week it's gonna stop being the Arctic um and be normal yeah. winter temperatures, which I can't. I can't oh, take man. it
1: anymore. I'm losing Just my with, shit yeah. here, boys.
2: Yeah, it's this one this one's been a grind.
0: Yeah, it's I'm looking good. at I'm looking at the 14 day uh forecast here for Jasper, and I know that stuff can uh, obviously always change, but it, it will get better, which is great to see. I'm
1: stuck in the house with my yep. kids and we can't leave. Charlie's coming on blue, fall. boys. I'm coming unglued, (laughs) boy. Just sitting in my truck crying in the middle of the afternoon. I can't handle it, boys. I can't take this shit anymore.
0: (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for another uh, episode. Episode 342 of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by the HGA Group. Shout out to all our other sponsors as well. Shout out to you for listening. We'll be back on Thursday.
2: Thanks for
1: listening to another episode of The Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.